One, two, three, that coach is ejected by rule. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Basketball Rules Expert, the show where we lift National Federation of High School rules off of the printed page, breathe life into them, amplify, simplify, and clarify, and give them back to you in a podcast format so that you could take them with you onto the basketball court. Hello again, everybody. My name is Greg Austin with TheBetterOfficial.com. We craft video and audio to help basketball officials get better and take control of their officiating career. I've been officiating high school basketball for over a decade, and I am a basketball rules expert. The purpose of this show is to help you on your journey to becoming a basketball rules expert as well. Before we get started on today's episode, I'd like to thank show supporters Philip Goh and James Kane. Much appreciated. I'd also like to thank mega supporter Chris Hirano for his continued support. Much appreciated and much love. If you want to be a show contributor, you can always buy us a coffee at a betterofficial.com slash coffee. Today we are finishing up our multi-part series on technical fouls and National Federation of High School Basketball Rules. Today we're covering bench technicals, a very important area of the game and one that emphasizes the fact that we need to know not just that we're going to assess a technical foul. We need to know if we are going to assess an administrative technical foul, a team technical foul, a substitute technical foul, player technical foul, or bench technical foul. Each one of those carries different restrictions and penalties and has different effects. We need to know the correct one. It's absolutely essential if we're going to consider ourselves basketball rules experts. And the game wants us to be experts when it comes to adjudicating plays like this. Let's get started with Rule 10, Section 5, Bench Tactical, and go immediately to the beginning because it's important uh, to set the framework. The head coach is responsible for his or her own conduct and behavior, as well as substitutes disqualified team members, and all other bench personnel. So the head coach is responsible for their own behavior. This is a given. But in addition, they are responsible for the behavior of bench personnel. Bench personnel, as we remember from last episode, Rule 4, Section 34, a player is one of five team members who are legally on the court. Bench personnel are all individuals who are part of or affiliated with a team, including but not limited to substitutes, coaches, managers, statisticians. During an intermission, all team members are bench personnel for the purpose of penalizing on sporting behavior. So coach has assistant coaches. Maybe he has a statistician who's keeping stats on an iPad, an electronic device, legal by rule, has a team manager wearing a nice spiffy sweater. They're helping the players with their warm-up equipment. They're getting players uh, water during breaks, etc. And then we have team members. Who are team members? A team member is a player who is eligible to participate. All of these people are bench personnel by rule, and the head coach is responsible for their behavior when they are bench personnel. 
They have that responsibility. Rule 10, Section 5, Article 1, commit an unsporting foul, and this includes, but is not limited to, acts or conduct such as A, disrespectfully addressing an official, B, attempting to influence a official's decision, C, using profane or inappropriate language or obscene gestures, D, disrespectfully addressing, baiting, or taunting an opponent. Note, National Federation of High School disapproves of any form of taunting which is intended or designed to embarrass, ridicule, or demean others under any circumstances, including on the basis of race, religion, gender, or national origin. So, disrespectfully addressing an official, attempting to influence an official's decision, using inappropriate language or obscene gestures, or disrespectfully addressing, baiting, or taunting an opposing player when they get in close proximity to the bench or from afar. E, objecting to an official's decision by rising from the bench or using gestures, hand gesticulations uh, uh, showing disapproval of officials' decision. The wave off would be a great example. F, inciting undesirable crowd reactions. Official makes a call. Fans don't like it. They express their disapproval by booing. That's part of the game. The coach turns around and says, yeah, yeah, let's get some more booing and tries to amp the crowd up, you know, with a negative reaction. That is not acceptable behavior by the coach or anybody on the bench. Could be an assistant coach, could be bench personnel of team members. It could be the statistician, G, being charged with fighting. Fighting in National Federation of High School Basketball, immediate disqualification and penalties on top of that. Fighting, obviously a no-no. H, removing the jersey and or pants or skirt within the visual confines of the playing area. Okay, we can't change our uniform in the visual confines. If, if a player needs to remove a jersey and or pants, they need to leave the visual confines, potentially go to the locker room to do so. I. Grasping either basket except to prevent injury, dunking, or attempting to dunk or stuff a dead ball. This is where team member status comes into play and how we need to be experts in this area. Pre-game, A1, goes up, throws down. Wow, fantastic dunk. Pre-game dunking, specifically made illegal by this rule, right? Before the game, he's not a player. He's a team member. He's bench personnel. The actions of bench personnel go against the head coach. So if we had a pregame dunk by A1, that's a player technical on A1. That'll be one team foul towards bonus, one foul towards disqualification with two technicals or five fouls for that player. Also, the head coach is responsible for this team member during this time. His actions are indirectly affecting the head coach. We'll get to indirect technical fouls in just a little bit. So that's Article 1. Article 2, enter the court unless by permission of an official to attend an injured player. So coaches or bench personnel are not allowed to enter the court 
except to attending to an injured player. Who might come onto the court, attend to an injured player? A trainer, an assistant coach may come on to attend to a different player. Maybe the player is injured, they have to be removed. Two team members come off the bench and help support the player as they make their way to the bench. All legal. Article 3. Use alcohol or any form of tobacco product. Again, no vaping on the bench. Article 4. Stand at the team bench while the clock is running or is stopped and must remain seated except the head coach can stand by rule in the coaching box. B. When a team member is reporting to the scorer's table. Megan, you're in. Go get Jennifer. Number 12. Rises. Moves to the table to report and awaits being beckoned into the game by an official. Legal action. During a charge timeout, as in 5-11, or the intermission between quarters and extra periods. So obviously, players can stand during timeouts, which is defined. 28-foot line to the end line, far lane line to through the bench area. That is the timeout area. D, to spontaneously react to an outstanding play by a team member or to acknowledge a replaced player, but must immediately return to his or her seat. So, bench personnel is a fantastic play, a great defensive uh, rejection of a shot. Everybody rises in unison, right? Gesticulating wildly. This is an important part of the game, and this is in no way suppressed by the rules. Players and bench personnel are allowed to react to the game as it occurs. We allow uh, time for reaction, and then their responsibility is to, again, be seated. That would be everybody except the head coach, who has the privilege to stand and coach their team within the coaching area. All right, let's look at penalties for this section. First of all, any penalty is charged to the offender. Assistant coach says something unsporting and is assessed a bench technical on that individual. Okay, that individual, an adult, it's one of their two technicals towards ejection since they are an adult. It is added as a team foul and is also indirectly charged to the head coach because the head coach is responsible for the actions of all bench personnel. Their actions. If they had taken action that leads to a technical foul on them individually or as a group, that is indirectly charged to the head coach. If the action is flagrant, obviously that offender, if they are an adult, is ejected. If they are a player, are disqualified to the bench area for the remainder of the game. Obviously, the penalty for any tactical foul is two free throws and the ball for the offended team at the division line opposite the table. So in terms of penalties, when it comes to some of the items addressed in Article 1, disrespectfully addressing an official, attempting to influence an official's decision, using inappropriate language, inciting undesirable crowd reactions, these kind of things. NFH has given officials the ability to provide an official warning to the bench for the behavior and give an effort to avoid the technical foul and make the game better. This does not mean that a warning must first be given and before a technical foul can be assessed, that is not the case. The official has their judgment and their leeway, complete leeway, in order to immediately assess a technical foul for any of these actions. 
but NFHS has given the officials the ability to have that tool available to them, and it's a fantastic tool if used properly, like all tools. Article 5. Leave the confines of the bench during a fight or when a fight may occur. Note, the head coach and any number of assistant coaches may enter the court in the situation where a fight may break out or has broken out to prevent the situation from escalating. So a relatively new rule, as many assistants as necessary may enter the court when a fight may or has broken out in, a, in an effort to keep it from escalating. This is a fantastic addition to the rules. We don't want things to escalate in these situations. Let's do a brief review. Okay, Head coach is responsible for themselves and they are responsible for all bench personnel. Bench personnel, their identity as bench personnel changes throughout the game. Everybody's bench personnel. There's a cycle. They become a substitute. They become a player, etc. But coaches, assistant coaches, statisticians, team managers, etc., never are part of that cycle. The head coach is responsible for their behavior. Any technical fouls, received by bench personnel are indirectly related to the head coach. The head coach is ejected from the game for one flagrant technical foul, for two technical fouls, or for three, a combination of direct and indirect. Coach receives, let's say, two indirect technical fouls. Their assistant coach one and assistant coach two each receive technical fouls during the first half. Then the coach receives a direct technical foul. One, two, three. That coach is ejected by rule. With the first technical foul directly on a head coach or indirectly, the coach loses their privilege to stand and coach their team. They must remain seated. All bench personnel must remain seated except under certain circumstances. If they rise because of a play or a timeout or any other reason, they need to resume being seated. As with all technical fouls, the individual, one flagrant, they're ejected or disqualified. Two technical fouls, they're ejected or disqualified. If it's a team member and they get to five personal fouls, they are disqualified. Students are disqualified to the bench area. Adults are ejected. That's going to wrap up this video. That's going to wrap up this series of videos. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us all the way through. If this kind of content has value for you as a basketball official, number one priority, number one, hit subscribe below. Hit the notify bell. You don't want to miss anything. Finally got to bench technical fouls, head coach-related fouls, and we have completed the cycle, the four episodes of this series on technical fouls in National Federation of High School Basketball Rules. I hope this has been a great reminder for experienced officials, but also a chance for new officials to learn the ins and outs of the rules and understand the important principles, understand what the penalty is for technical fouls, but also the critical importance that we know the status. The answer to the question is not, technical foul. The answer to the question is administrative technical, player technical, substitute technical, bench technical, or team technical. That's the answer to the question. 
once we know what the technical is outside of just being a technical foul, then we can administer properly. We know the restrictions in each category. We know bench technicals are the ultimate responsibility of the head coach and what the issues are there. In addition, we've learned that technical fouls have a window of opportunity for us to assess a penalty. We need to know those windows so that we can address and assess properly. If the window has passed, the window has passed. We want to adjudicate plays correctly, and that means knowing the rules. That means endeavoring to become a basketball rules expert. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around to the end. That's going to wrap up this episode of Basketball Rules Expert. As we always do, we've prepared a quiz back at the website. You can find the quiz in the show notes. If you want to become a supporter of the show, you can always buy us a coffee at abetterofficial.com slash coffee. Leave a review for the podcast. Follow and we'll see you in the very next episode. Take care.